You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, my friend. This episode is for all the photographers and wedding vendors in the house. Your mind is about to be blown because mine certainly was during this interview. (laughs) If you've ever wondered how people get featured on big-time wedding blogs, today you're about to get a step-by-step formula with that exact answer. Today's guest is the incredible Nicole Talaferro of Junebug Weddings. Now, Junebug Weddings is an online wedding publication that's mission is to empower couples around the world with the inspiration and resources to create a celebration worthy of their love. As one of the world's most popular online wedding planning resources, Junebug Weddings is well known for editorial excellence, showcasing phenomenal photography, and providing the most trusted list of recommended wedding professionals found anywhere in the world. Junebug Weddings is dedicated to helping couples plan the wedding they've always dreamed of. So I'm so excited because today we got the honor of talking to Nicole, who is Junebug Weddings Executive Editor. Now, Nicole is a resident Enneagram expert and a thrift store connoisseur. Nicole has fielded thousands of submissions in her five and a half years with Junebug and has taught professionals from Portland to Poland how to craft a blog-worthy submission. She is passionate about empowering couples to celebrate their love authentically and especially driven to increase representation in the wedding industry. Recently married in a colorful elopement in New Orleans, Nicole lives and writes in Austin, Texas with her spouse, Udi, dog, Frankie, and cat, Contessa. If you are a photographer, don't you freaking dare go anywhere because this episode is jam-packed with the most helpful and tangible tips on how to get your work featured and the do's and don'ts of submitting your work. Nicole breaks down why getting featured is so important, what types of submissions are annoying to receive as an editor, her preferred submission method, the types of photos editors look for when it comes to submissions, what to do when planning styled shoots, and the biggest mistake she sees photographers making when it comes to this topic. Ooh, you are in for a treat. I am not kidding. Nicole is one of the sweetest people on the planet, and her inside editor secrets had Evie and I legit mind blown. We learned so much in this interview, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So I'll just cut the chit chat. Here is Nicole, executive editor of June Bug Weddings. Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Nicole, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're so excited to have you on here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been a longtime fan, and I am <laughs> uh, just really stoked to talk about submissions. Oh, yeah. This is going to be such a good conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so let's get started. First of all, can you just tell us your story and a little bit about yourself to get started? Yes. So I have been creating online content for close to 10 years now. Um, What started as a small uh, little style blog back when I was in college in the like early 2010s um, (laughs) turned into uh, getting a job as a writer at Junebug Weddings, which very quickly um, was promoted to being the executive editor. And so I've been in this role for about five years, actually almost to the day 
um, five years since I have been the executive editor. Um, and, uh, I mean, have done everything from like working with couples to help them tell their story in weddings, um, to working with photographers and other vendors, learning how to reach their couples, um, the people who make them just really excited to create, um, and being able to connect those two groups, uh, is Mm -hmm. something I'm just so passionate about. Oh, I love that. I love it. How did you get connected and first start working at Junebug? Yeah. So I actually worked for four years at the National Domestic Violence Hotline, um, right out of college. Um, and then, um, needed to make a transition. And I was like, I, you know, went to school for creative writing and I love creating digital content and I had always loved weddings. And I was, you know, this young 20 something. And I was like, I want to be a wedding blogger. And so (laughs) I, I happened to find a job posting and it sort of fell in my lap. The universe was like, it was like the same week that I very much, uh, needed to leave the hotline work. Um, there was, Um, something going on with the NFL that had happened. And it was just all sort of seeping into my own life and all of my own um, social media that I was reading. And I was like, I can't do this work anymore. It's time for a change. And the job sort of fell in my lap. Um, They were about to offer the job to someone that wasn't really a great fit, but they really needed to fill the position. And I came along and I was like, I am your girl. Um, (laughs) and then I continued to run my blog until 2018 and then transitioned into doing personal styling, which I do now, um, in addition to my work with Junebug. Gotcha. I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. You are the coolest. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) For anybody that doesn't know, like if they are not in the wedding industry, if they're not a photographer, we keep throwing around this word Junebug. If for anyone that doesn't know, could you tell us and share a little bit about what Junebug Weddings is? is and what your role is in the company. Yeah. So Junebug Weddings um, is an online wedding resource for couples and vendors to be able to connect. Uh, Our mission is to empower couples with the tools and resources to create a celebration worthy of their love. Um, Mm -hmm. And so truly, I mean, every single thing that we do, uh, we're a small team of five full-time girls. Um, We have a writer and we have a marketing intern. So we are a small and strapped team. Um, and every single decision we make goes through that lens where we're thinking, okay, how does this help, uh, a couple celebrate their love in a way that's authentic to them? Um, how can we help them find vendors and ideas and locations and all of those different things to make their day special, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. And of course, now that we're in uh, this time of COVID, um, that's looking a little bit different, but we are so well-equipped to help couples figure out, you know, how to still celebrate and how to make their day really, really special, even if it doesn't look the way that they thought it did. Um, Something that Mm. I always say about Junebug that makes us special and sets us apart from other wedding blogs and wedding resources Uh, is that we are not prescriptive in any way. We're not telling you how to have a wedding. We want to give you every possible option so that you can pick and choose what resonates with you, what gives you those tingles that's like, 
this feels like me and my person. This is how I want to celebrate. Um, because that can just look so many different ways. And I don't want your wedding to yeah. look like your sorority sisters did or like your cousins did or like your moms did because that was unique to them and your wedding should be unique to you. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amen. I am so excited for this conversation. <laughs> So uh, based off of that, Nicole, like Junebug, if people do know what it is, is just known for some of the most beautiful and incredible like photo collections. And you guys just curate the most beautiful work with what you do. So for photographers or vendors looking to maybe get featured when you guys are looking for weddings to share and to feature, what are some of the things that you're specifically looking for? Well, first, thank you for the compliment. Um, we <laughs> work really hard. None of us have a photo background, um, but Junebug was actually founded by a couple of photographers back in, I think, 2007. Um, and so we always wanted to stay true to like that as being the core of our community and the core of what we're wanting to share. Um, and so we take a lot of pride in sharing truly like the best photography possible um, because we believe that everyone deserves to have that, mm -hmm. um, those memories for of their day um, because the photos are really what lives on. And so for vendors, I mean, that is exactly it, is we are wanting to put the very best work and the very best ideas in front of couples. And so that's why being published is so important is because uh, the couples who are coming to Junebug planning their weddings are looking for creative ideas. They're looking for artistic creatives who can help carry out their vision. Um, I feel like I am such a great example of a Junebug bride. I got married this past December, um, which was so, so special because I finally got to use everything that I've learned over the last five years, which, you know, no one needs five years to plan their wedding, although you can, of course. <laughs> um, but being able to use all of these ideas that I had in front of me. And I think I was feeling like idea overload. And so I hired who I thought were like the very, the very best vendors, uh, my very favorite vendors to put together the wedding for us. And so while we were instrumental in all of the decisions, we really didn't know a lot of what it was going to look like until we showed up. Um, and that had to do with trusting our vendors and trusting their skills mm. and we spend a lot of time on Junebug educating couples how to find vendors that you can trust, um, creatives, artists mm. who are at the top of their game, who can carry out your vision for you. People who are planning weddings, uh, the couples who are planning weddings probably have not done it before. Um, and so yeah. no one's expecting you to be an expert and that's why you bring in the experts. Uh, and so that's what being published on Junebug is about is being able to show off that you are the expert. Here's what I can do. Here is me at the top of my game. Let me do this for you. Particularly my vendors, oh. um, who specialize in these like luxury elopements, um, both my planner and my photographer who are based in Boise, um, they put on these elopements for people that always include just really special details and activities for the couple. And, you know, they get to have a very flexible timeline so they can do whatever they want. And so at our elopement, 
we played rummy on the patio because that's a big part of our relationship. And we were like supposed to go to a coffee shop because my spouse is a barista. And we ended up ditching that idea and just hanging out at the venue because we loved it so much. And so it was like, we got to do whatever we wanted and our vendors were there to advocate for us and tell us, yes, you can do this. I feel like that's every vendor's dream to yeah. like hear like a couple be like, we trust you. Here's like the guidelines of what we want. Here's like the our ultimate goal for the day. Like you are clearly an expert in this. Go do it. Like we trust you. Ask us if you have questions, but like we trust you. Like I feel like every vendor is just like <laughs> swooning listening to you talk right now. Like this is my and ultimate so much dream. Of what I want is to help couples see their wedding through this lens where it's like you don't have to be the mm. expert. Hire the experts. Let me show you who they are. Oh, yes. That's well, so good. With that kind of in mind of kind of knowing like, okay, Junebug and and even other wedding blogs, but specifically Junebug, like you're wanting to showcase the best of the best and really highlight vendors that are incredible at what they do. So kind of taking that, I guess, to photographers specifically, because I know a huge portion of our audience is photographers Mm -hmm. since that's where we started. What would be your best advice to a photographer when they go to submit their work? So the way that I try to frame submissions for photographers uh, is to really think about what's important to the couples that you've worked with and what's going to be important to the couples that you want to work with in the future. And building your submission that way, showing them all the things that they need to be able to plan their wedding, um, because that shows that you are an expert, not just in creating beautiful photos, but in all of these other things that weddings encompass and you can kind of become their guide. Um, You are their expert. You are going to advocate for them throughout the whole process. You're going to help them, um, you know, go through choosing other vendors and making fashion and styling decisions. And so being able to capture all of those different things, in addition to the beautiful moments and the emotions throughout the day, Being able to anticipate the couple's needs before they even know that they need them is how you uh, get your work in front of readers and in front of couples, you know, at the beginning of their planning process. So many people have these Pinterest boards and I know, you know, uh, Pinterest, a lot of photographers are afraid of it, but it really is where couples start their planning process because it's a search engine. And so they're going there and they're just typing in Mm -hmm. wedding. And or or, you know, maybe they know that they want to have a California wedding or an Italy wedding. And so they're going to type in those keywords into Pinterest and your photos are what's popping up. And that means you have so much power to get couples to, you know, carry out their day in a way that makes them excited and that makes you excited to shoot it. And so what we're looking for in submissions is all Mm -hmm. of those exciting details that are helping couples through their planning process that happen to be taken by you through your artistic eye. But we want to see the bridesmaids dresses in a vertical photo uh, because that's what's going to do best on Pinterest. We want to be able to actually see the dresses because a bride may not even be thinking about her photographer yet, but she wants to figure out what her besties are going to wear. And so she may find you from a photo Mm. that has nothing to do with your work other than you shot it, you put it out there or Figuring out what to put on their table, what kind of, you know, simple wedding decor or boho wedding decor or whatever it is, whatever it is that you're trying to attract, Um, putting those things forward because couples are searching for those things before they're even searching for their vendors. 
So oh my gosh, good. you just <laughs> answered such a big question that I have always had about submissions that I didn't fully realize I had, but I know so many like wedding, you know, blogs or, or magazines or whatever always say like details are really important. But I think my style as an elopement photographer, half of the time, my couples don't have like tablescapes or details like that. And if they do, they really don't Mm -hmm. care about it that much. Like that's not what matters to them. So I've never really poured so much energy. Like I always take detail shots, of course, but I've never like spent a ton of time investing in like really capturing the details. And so I've always wondered why the feature platforms usually encourage that. You just clarified so much for me on like why details might actually be important for getting featured and for attracting those future clients on Pinterest, on the the feature blogs, like all of it. Yeah. When I teach at workshops, I talk about how you can capture details like a product photographer. Think about it like you're shooting an anthropology catalog. Um, and you know, the the images that you see on Instagram that you're saving and then going and shopping for, or the things that you're seeing on Pinterest that you're like, oh, I gotta have that, or I can't wait to recreate that your work, like Mm -hmm. you are the one who's capturing those things, no matter how small the detail is, it might be exactly the thing that resonates with the person who's doing the search. And because you photographed it and they're going to click through the Pinterest photo to our blog or to your blog, it's so important that photographers are putting their work on their blogs. Um, because Mm -hmm. you know, Pinterest can be the entry point to your work. It's a search engine, yeah. just like Google, um, you know, wanting people aren't just going to the Google page, seeing the results and then saying, ah, got it. They're <laughs> clicking through. <laughs> and so people are clicking through those Pinterest images and going to see how you tell the story. Uh, they're going to see all of the other things that are beautiful and important about how you captured that day. And it all started because of the way that you captured Uh, a candle on the table that the couple was like, Oh, I love that blue candle. I'm looking for blue things for my wedding. Ah, okay. Well, Nicole, I'm, this is so good because I think, especially from a photographer's perspective, I, I'm speaking from my personal experience and I know other photographers probably feel the same. Whenever I shoot a wedding that like, I know that like I was bomb personally, or like that, like the photos of the couple are beautiful. I'm like, Oh, I need to submit this. But I love widening the perspective because when you're actually putting yourself in a couple's position that's searching and and really planning their wedding or elopement, they're looking at all of the things. Like, they're not just looking for a photographer. Like, we can't be so pompous to think that, like, we're the only thing that somebody's looking for when they're planning their wedding. They're looking for those candles. They're looking to be inspired. And again, like you said, they go to Pinterest, they go to wedding blogs, they go to Instagram, and they're looking for all those things. They're not just looking for the photo of, like, the couple themselves. They're looking for like the bridesmaids dresses or the the bride's dress or whatever. Like they're looking for those details. And so I just kind of like Evie said, I think that's so important to like that you explained like why all those detail shots are important. And then even why portrait size images are important for, I mean, obviously it takes up more space on a scrolling on a phone particularly, but then also like on Pinterest. So that it was amazing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well then I think following up with that for photographers as well, can you talk to us a little bit about it, like image size and the importance of that? Like how important is it the size of the image or how the photos are submitted? Like if a photo isn't submitted and sent with the exact specifications on the photos that you request, do you immediately toss it? Like what's, what's the official stance on that, that answer? (laughs) 
Yeah. So that is a great question that I was so excited to see asked. So here I'm going to give you all of the like image specs, things you've always wanted to know from an editor. Yes. All right. Um, so, <laughs> so hugely important, send the photos in chronological order. I can't tell you how many weddings I get and I can't figure out what the story of the wedding is Ooh. because they came in some random order. It's like, here's a photo from the reception and here's a photo of the vows and here's a photo of the bride getting ready. And I'm like, I don't know what this story is. How am I going to retell it? Mm, because I yeah. wasn't there. So send them in chronological order. Next, make sure that you're sending the right amount of photos. We at Junebug ask for 100 to 150, but that really varies. Um, some blogs just want to see a handful and they can tell from that. We want to see 100 to 150 because we. I'm looking for everything that I'm going to put in the post, like the specific photos that I'll pull from the post. I'm looking for what's going to do well on Pinterest. I'm looking for what we're going to share on Instagram and what we're going to share on Facebook. Uh, and so I have to be able to see all of those different things to know that it's not only a fit for our blog, but that it's going to perform well. Because how much would it suck for you to get your first big feature on Junebug and then like 16 people look at it? Yeah. Because we only have so much control in marketing something if people don't want to click on it. Right. And that doesn't speak to the photographer's work so much as there are so many variables that go into a submission. And I would say a, a small fraction of them actually have to do with the photographer's ability. Mm -hmm. And so don't let that get you down if you have had a feature declined is it probably has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So just that as a general caveat. Um, so image size uh, if somebody sends us the wrong size, we have a button in our submission thing that we can use to say, hey, you sent us the wrong size. Send us the right size. Not a huge deal at all. It like, you know, takes another couple days for you to send it to us or whatever, but definitely doesn't deter us from taking the wedding. Um, another hugely important thing is vertical photos. And I feel like this is less of an issue probably for you ladies, but... Um, a lot of really documentary style photographers love to shoot in horizontal only and they don't want to turn their camera. Um, but vertical photos, like you were saying before, take up more visual real estate on a phone or on a computer. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to put out on Pinterest and on Instagram. You will maybe never see us post a horizontal photo on Instagram. It's always going to be at least a square, if not vertical. Because horizontal photos just don't get clicked on and you can't see what's happening in them on a screen that small. And that's how people are encountering your work. So you have to think about how couples are actually engaging with your work because it's not on your website where your photos are a thousand pixels wide. Um, it's on their, their tiny screen. And so vertical photos, just super, super important. And if I get a submission that doesn't have enough of them, I will decline it just because it doesn't have enough vertical photos. Well, this is Dang. gold information. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I wish I'd known all of this when I was like still full force, full time photographer. Like <laughs> I thought I knew a lot about submissions. I am discovering the intricacies of like why vertical photos are important. Like, oh, like this makes sense. 
Oh, <laughs> and it is a totally different world. It's different than how y'all are used to thinking about your photos because you're used to yeah. thinking about albums and prints. Yeah. Um, you're used to thinking, I mean, just in a totally different way. But for blogs, like we want these really tall, beautiful photos that where the subject of the photo is taking up at least two thirds of the photo, whether that's the bridesmaids or it's, you know, whatever's on the table or the ceremony arch. Oh, another good one. Um, so part of the reason why we ask for 100 to 150 photos uh, is because we like to see options. We want to see the ceremony space with no people in it. We want to see it with people in it. We want to see it with the first kiss. We love having a bunch of different options so that we can create collages, which are great for Pinterest um, mm -hmm. because they take up even more space and people you know, because on Pinterest, you're only seeing one photo from that wedding at a time. And so that gives people more context to be able to click through. And that's a good tip for when you photographers are blogging on your own blogs to make collages. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, for photos on like Instagram, for instance, it's great if there's some humanity in the decor where we're seeing the couple cutting their cake or the couple sitting at their sweetheart table or the couple under their ceremony backdrop. And so we're seeing the ceremony backdrop and the couple. And that allows people who are viewing it to be able to picture themselves in that moment. And so as far as the photos you love of the people that you've worked with, because I know that's what you're passionate about. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, give it, give it to us with the decor, make sure that that full ceremony arch is in the photo too. Mm. So I That's love this. So, so what you could even argue is like photographers, when you're on a wedding day, make mm -hmm. sure one that you're prioritizing portrait photos as well as landscape, obviously, because like your couple comes first, giving them a gallery of images for themselves comes first, but right. But I think even just on a wedding day, keeping in mind, like making sure that you get portrait and landscape of like a tablescape or of a napkin decor or whatever, or the cake. Um, but then even like, I always would, would remind myself, okay, I need to get this ceremony set up before all the guests start sitting down. Um, so even just like tips like that, I think are so key to that way when you are submitting, like, like you said, Nicole, you can give a photo of the arch at the end of the ceremony set up or you could like get it with just the details and then you could also get it with people in it. And I think that's so, that's so good to hear from you that you guys are looking for options and that you have all that variety. Like you want that variety to be able to pick and choose. Yes. It's so much about picking and choosing, but if you send us too many photos, then we have a hard time figuring out what the heart of this story is. Um, there's too many options. And so you can leave out stuff like uh, guests dancing at the reception and um, all of the like, here's uh, this beautiful scene of the house where the girls got ready and it it's just like not relevant. And so things like that and family formals, like the overly posed photos that a stranger on the internet wouldn't care about, not a fit for us, even though they're perfect for your albums. But these are your marketing materials. You are the photographer, you don't have to hire someone to come shoot your work, you're shooting it. And so you have to think about a lot of things on a wedding day. You've got to think about all the photos you want to deliver to the couple, but also how you're going to book your next wedding with the photos you're taking at the one you already booked. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so good. Well, and I think what I'm hearing from you right there is when you're focusing on submitting, choose the photos that help tell the story of the couple's day the best. Yes. Like, don't just choose extraneous photos that don't have any, like, that, yes, it might matter if you did know the couple, but, like, 
like you just said, a stranger on the internet wouldn't care or know what that means. Yes, completely that. Does Instagram scare the heck out of you? Feeling like you're always struggling to save time on the good old gram while also creating flawless branded professional content for it? We feel you. We have made a special little something just for you. We created a PDF with our top five apps we use in conjunction with Instagram to create smooth, professional content while saving us time and energy. This is a list compiled after years of using Instagram and searching for all the secret pro tools to make our jobs easier. If you've ever wondered, how the heck did she do this? Or how did she make that? It's probably answered by one of these apps. There are little secret sauce to spicing up your Instagram. We use these apps daily and they've absolutely changed the game for us. So if you're ready to uplevel your Instagram and create pro content with just a few clicks, we got you. Head on over to www.theheartuniversity.com slash apps and let's uplevel that Instagame. That's A-P-P-S, y'all. Hey, Heart fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Okay, wait, this goes so well into my next question then. So I know on your guys' submission uh, website, but then also like pretty much any like wedding blog submission, there's always a little box at the end of the submission to, it's like, Hey, give us more details, describe the shoot or the wedding. Um, what is that box really intended for? Just from the back end side, I would love to know, like, is it for more info on the couple or the wedding itself? Or is it more, for more info about the photographer? Like what exactly are you looking for? And if someone completely leaves a bank blank, does that just like screw their chances? So I love that you asked this question because I think that it's one of the things that keeps people from submitting. And I hate that because truly it is only there if there's something that I can't understand from looking at the photos. I need you to tell me why. I need you to explain that they had their ceremony at night. Um, and like, that's why the photos are dark (laughs) or like that they, that it was like a cultural ceremony. And so that that's why there's two weddings and that the bride changed clothes in between that box. I only look at if I cannot figure out what's happening in the wedding. I look at it on maybe one, every 50 to a hundred (laughs) submissions. 
Are you? Wow. I am mind blown. Okay, wait. I am shook because wait, I always I thought am- <laughs> what, what, we can't even stop. I literally thought it was like your area to like appeal to the editor and be like, "Hi, this is like I don't and know what I was thinking." I'm so bad because people spend so much time writing these beautiful letters to us, and honestly, uh-huh. it, it breaks my heart. That's part of why I don't read them is because it breaks my heart to have to decline something that where this person just poured their soul out and told me how Junebug's their favorite blog. And I'm like, I I can't for my own heart. I can't read them unless I cannot figure out what's happening in the wedding. Sometimes we'll get weddings where like it's a festival. Oh, oh, here's a good example. If like the groom is in a band and he got up and serenaded the bride at the reception or like the some other person who's in who's like at the wedding is a musician and they got up and sang and there's something special about that that I want to know otherwise I I do not read that box (laughs) oh my gosh the number of hours I have spent agonizing over boxes like those like I could have so much of my life back (laughs) yeah and so put that time instead into like really narrowing down your images because that's what we're looking for is the photos. Ugh. That's so good. Okay, well, that leads great into my next question of like, I, we, I feel like we've kind of touched on this, but if there's anything else, what do you feel are some of the biggest mistakes photographers make when submitting photos? Like I said, the chronological one is is a big one. Um, it does. It's not even that it happens so often, but it really is so jarring to try to open a gallery yeah. and figure out what the story is. Um, I... I think that sometimes it comes down to what platform you're using to submit the photos. Dropbox is so hard to figure out if I want this wedding or not, because the photos are so small and they're all square and I can't, I just can't see them. And so, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have partnerships with anybody that I have to like purposely not or do name drop, but like (laughs) time is great. Pixie said is great. Yes. Perfect. That you know the we both use pick time. Great, we <laughs> love pick time. Pick time's great. Um, anything where we can. <laughs> Nicole's like plug. Yes, yeah. I mean, no. Like we've worked with pick time, and we really do love them. And they have created a gallery that one is great for us as editors, but two is like so stinking smart for you guys to be able to sell stuff. Where like that algorithm yeah. is like, oh, you clicked on that photo. Let me show you what it would look like as a print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so smart. Um. But yeah, I, so I'm good. like trying to think of other big mistakes. I like I said, like like not enough um vertical photos. I think things like tablescape and fashion photos, like give me a photo of the groom. Give me a full-length photo of the bride in her dress, not just a dress hanging on a door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you've taken the best photo of a dress hanging on the door, I probably don't want the dress hanging on the door. It's a weird ghost photo. Yeah. We're past it. <laughs> Amen. Um, I've I've heard the like when they uh, I think it was a trend back in the day to like hang a dress like on a tree yeah. and let it like wave oh. in the wind and now I, that just like sounds it's creepy. So creepy. It's like a good, like <laughs> literally what you just said. Yeah. Um I like if you do shoot a wedding that doesn't have a lot of details, extra load in the details that were there to like beef up the fact that there weren't a lot of them rather than trying to say like here's a wedding with no details. This is all it is. Okay, wait, Nicole, on this topic then, could you talk about styled shoots? Because those are a little bit different than obviously, I mean, a lot different than a normal wedding day. But how do you guys handle styled shoots when those are submitted? Yes, so styled shoots. So I don't consider a styled shoot 
to be, you took the couple to a location and you got a bouquet and you took some photos. That is not a styled shoot, in my opinion. Um, It's maybe a session, but it's not helping a couple plan their wedding in any way uh, because there's nothing there for them to be inspired by. Like the photos are beautiful, but it's not useful. Mm -hmm. Um, Styled shoots, the reason that we publish them is because that's where we get a lot of the like new trends from. People, weddings happen so far out. Trends take, you know, three or four years to kind of run through. Um, In two more years, we'll be so sick of palm everything of everything tropical. Sorry, Lindsay in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's fine. It's fine. You've you've still got some more time where it is the thing. Um, But we've been publishing styled shoots that had tropical themes for a couple of years already, because that's where we get those brand new ideas. And so we use styled shoots to give us content that we're not getting from current weddings because they're trends that haven't happened yet. And so styled shoots need to be really focused on um, a theme or a style or some aspect that you want a couple to take away and put in their own wedding. Um, I love when a styled shoot is built around like a really cool rental. And so um, if you are trying to work in your local community, um, you know, go through your favorite rental company's website, find like the coolest piece that you wish you could shoot all the time, maybe like a cool bar setup or something and plan a whole styled shoot around that showing couples in your area how they can incorporate that piece into their wedding because people don't know what they want until they Mm. see it. Yeah. And then (laughs) I'm mind blown. Another big one is like, it needs to look and feel like a wedding day, at least for us. If it's super overly serious and looks like a magazine, we don't want it because that's not our couple. There are totally blogs for that, but our couple wants to be able to see themselves in a wedding. And if they love the decor and then there's just like these very serious looking models, then it's like, a disconnect. And they're like, well, I want to be happy on my wedding day. And those folks don't look happy. And so maybe this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. And it's totally another chance for you to get to, you know, show the emotion that you can, that you can capture with couples. And so, you know, use a real couple, try to stay away from models, um, if possible. And, you know, just like get those real emotions out there and use that moment to, start a new trend uh, because you are the trendsetters or to empower uh, your Mm -hmm. local vendors who you love. And um, like I, that's how I booked my photographer and planner um, was they do, they like have a package together and they do styled shoots together all the time. And so I already knew that they worked great together and I already knew that they, you know, knew how to make this entire thing come together because they do it all the time. And so I I knew that I could trust them and put my hand, you know, myself in their hands, my wedding in their hands uh, and let them go with it because they do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so use a styled shoot as an opportunity to show something that's not being done right now that you're excited about, that you want a couple to call you up and say, like, I loved this shoot that you did at this place where you wish you were doing weddings. I want to get married there and just have you recreate what you already did. I want that to be my wedding now. Okay. You just debunked (laughs) a huge lie that I think a lot of photographers are believing, especially when I think they first start out. I think a lot of people believe the lie that uh, like a styled shoot doesn't count. And that like, if you're doing that, it doesn't 
showcase to a couple that you like are a real wedding photographer. But I love, love, love that you like it's not because you're you're planning you're executing and planning something beautiful and you're showing real couples Mm -hmm. how they can do it. And I love that you just debunked that because so many people out there are thinking, okay, well, like a styled shoot doesn't actually count, but it totally does. And I like that you're talking about like, hey, actually incorporate all the details of your ideal dream wedding that you want to showcase, like that you want to book more couples that are planning things like that. I love everything you just said. And when you submit it, still send it like you're sending a wedding day. I want to see that that couple, you know, exchange fake vows. And I want to see them, you know, sitting at their sweetheart table or whatever the setup is. I want to see them toasting and I want to see them dancing. Give me the same moments that we have in a wedding day so that it mimics a wedding day. And then at that point, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter to the couple who's on Pinterest if it's real or not. You did it and mm-hmm. that made it real. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. That's so good. I want to like throw in there just a thought that I have for anyone who may be like baby fresh beginner photographer or something along the lines. I think, Nicole, what you were saying of like, you know, a couple with a bouquet, Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't consider a styled shoot. I totally agree with that for the sense of like publications or even like very strategic Pinterest marketing. But I also just want to make sure photographers who are listening to this aren't feeling like, oh, if I do a styled shoot, it has to be a full-blown like wedding simulation, like production. Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage like creative shoots and like getting content for, you know, Instagram or your website or something. You can start and do whatever you want. Like I still do creative shoots where it's just a couple and maybe like a motorcycle, like something that I've like, it's a creative shoot that I've wanted to do for a while all like not all styled or set up shoots have to be full-blown productions but if you are trying to go for like publications or really getting a full gallery for a blog post or very intentional Pinterest marketing like Nicole just nailed it but I just wanted to make sure like throwing out there it doesn't always have to be like the biggest production ever but if you're trying to be very very strategic and like really move forward with publications or submissions or very high level marketing and showing exactly what you're capable of, like that's the way to go. Totally. And I, I feel like I should have said this caveat at the beginning, but everything that I say is completely through an editor's lens. And like, yes. like <laughs> I, I want you to, you know, shoot all kinds of weddings and have all kinds of creative shoots. And I never want someone to walk away from having a submission declined thinking that that we think they're not good enough because that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. We're looking for such a specific criteria and we only publish so many features a week and a month and a season and a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we are also having to think really strategically, just like y'all do about like, okay, well, which couple am I going to take in June? Like which wedding, you know, is am I going to take like the one that came first or am I going to take the one that makes me excited or who's really the best fit for me? And mm-hmm. those are all decisions that you have to make for yourselves. And we as editors have to make them for ourselves too about like, I love this wedding, but I know that it's a better fit for this other blog and it's not going to resonate with our yeah. readers. And therefore I have to decline it, even though I think it's wonderful. And it made me cry because I cry at just everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome uh. though, that Like people need to hear literally everything that you've just said in this interview. Like people need to hear the behind the scenes of like the hard hitting, like this is what works. This is what doesn't. And it's not personal. It's not emotional. It's like, 
I, especially as a beginner photographer, when you submit something and it gets rejected, like it hurts, right? But like hearing mm-hmm. it from your perspective, I think takes the emotion out of it because we actually now understand, oh, okay, like it's not my worth. It's not my photos. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it is, but it's probably not, right? Like there's so many millions of factors that could go into it. And like, I just think that's so encouraging to like hear you say like, it is not it like it could be a million factors. It's not necessarily like it's not reflective of your quality as a photographer. Like I've been rejected from y'all <laughs> multiple times and I will own that till the day I die. Right. Like, <laughs> like it's not about us. It's about like how it fits. And I think just breaking that down and really being open about that is so helpful to photographers or just any vendor that's trying to submit photos. Totally. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, on those lines of getting submitted or getting featured and submitting your work, in your opinion, Nicole, like what is the biggest benefit of getting featured, whether that's Junebug or a different publication? Why should people pursue publication? Our, we have such a wider audience just because, I mean, we are this like huge wedding resource. And so people are coming to us with a specific intent in mind. And we have uh, this funny thing called domain authority, which means that when we publish a post, it can have the same title as your post, but ours is probably going to rank better just because Google already knows who we are and what Mm -hmm. we do. And so if we're both publishing a wedding that took place at the same location, um, you know, ours is probably going to rank higher on Google just because Google already knows that like, oh, well, Junebug Weddings, they publish the best in Mm -hmm. weddings and this is on their site and therefore it must be the best. So let's put it at the top. Um, And then as far as things like Pinterest too, like you don't have to be a huge account on Pinterest to get seen, but we do have a following. And so people are going to get our, uh, our content in their feeds. And, you know, therefore that means it could be your content in their feeds. We exist because you give us what we want to see, which is your best work. Wow, oh, that's so yep. good. <laughs> okay, last question, <laughs> Nicole. This is kind of like an overarching mm-hmm. one. What is, we ask all our guests this, by the way, but what is the biggest lesson you have learned in business? Oh, goodness. Um, Sorry to throw that on you. <laughs> I, no, I, I even had it to prepare ahead of time and I totally should have thought, I was like, it'll just come to me. I'll be, it'll be easy. What is the biggest lesson I have learned in business? Um, You know what? I'm going to say this because it's relevant to what we've been talking about, but I wouldn't say it's something I have learned yet, um, but that it's not personal. Mm. Is There are so many different factors, whether, oh, okay, this is kind of related. Something I've been working on in therapy, we'll bring a little therapy element to it. it, is like everyone is carrying their own context. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the, the personal thing is like, the reason why someone does something very often has nothing to do with you. And so whether that's a couple not booking or a publication not accepting a particular submission, that does not have anything to do with your value as a person or a professional. Um, There are so many other things at play. It could have been, they already got something like that this week. uh, If we're talking about a publication, it could be that, um, you know, something about the details or something about the couple or something about, uh, you know, the light that day. There's just so many other variables at play. Uh, and so don't let it get you down if you 
are, are receiving what feels just like rejection after rejection um, because abundance is coming for you and you are going to get that win, whether that is a feature or whether that's your dream couple booking you or whether that's putting together a styled shoot you're really proud of. Um, there are wins coming your way um, and they keep coming as long as you don't get down on yourself and you know that you still have value. Mic oh. drop. Amen. <laughs> Good grief. That was it. That was, there we go. Right there. <laughs> oh, Nicole, you are amazing. For everyone who has fallen in love with you on today's show, wants to like find out more about Junebug or you or whatever, where can everyone find you and kind of connect <laughs> with you and what you do? Um, so Junebug is junebugweddings.com and we're Junebug Weddings on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. Um, and you can, you know, feel free to reach out to me through a Junebug Avenue or on Instagram. I'm nick.talifero, T-A-L-I-A-F-E-R-R-O. It's my new married name. I think that's my first time spelling it out loud. <laughs> um, and um, I, like I mentioned before, I'm a personal stylist. And so I have a brand called Feel Good, Dress Better. Um, and I do these curated shopping lists. And so if you are in a closet funk or you feel like you're still developing your personal style or you just don't know what to buy when it's time to buy clothes and you're like, I hate everything in my closet, I can help. Yes. <laughs> um, and I also have a workbook um, by the same name that helps you develop your style on your own and sort of like learn how to uh, present the self that feels most authentic to you through clothing. Um, and so you can find that at feelgooddressbetter.com. Oh my gosh, you're the coolest person ever. <laughs> Nicole, we have just been so blessed. I cannot wait for this episode to come out. Honestly, I, I'm already reeling from how much truth and knowledge and tips that you just dropped. So thank you so much oh, for yay. being here. Thank you for being on the podcast. We It was just a complete honor. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, like y'all are creating just some seriously awesome content for people putting out education that aligns with what's important to me. That's compassion based. Um, it's business smart. And I like, I constantly am like, you don't know what to do with your website. Go listen to the heart and the hustle. <laughs> just, you guys are such a great resource. I'm just really honored to be here personally. Aww. So thank you for having me. Nicole, you're the best. Thank you. Aww.